Demon incoming, we should keep moving. What's a buck, guys? We're behind us! Hey everyone, and welcome back to a more laid-back episode of 5-Minute Respawn. I'm your host, Brain, along with the other hosts. Scotty. And Tyler. And this is the only active and also the coolest HVZ podcast that we're aware of. So this week, our topic is our career highlights and things that we've accomplished that we just think are neat. So who wants to get us rolling? I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. So uh, players who've <clears throat> played at Athens or just in Ohio in general are pretty well aware of the readies from Red Team. At the end of each game, they have a certain number of little trophies that they make from uh, Goodwill trophies and various other knickknacks for like the best human, best soccer bomber, you know, the best kill of the game, etc. Well, you know, I've been playing for a couple of years and people had started to notice me even after the rest of my team from Cleveland sort of died down. So it was during the Prohibition game uh, in fall of 2013 that I was finally nominated for Most Valuable Brains, which is best human. And I still have this big-ass trophy up on my mantle. It's got, like, this power gauntlet and an angel at the top. And it's, like, uh, until the daybreak written on it. It's so cool. It's really cool. But it felt really good to me to finally be recognized of, like, not just this outsider, this weird dude who comes down twice a year to play the game. Because uh, first stepped up, like, uh, during these no nominations people will step up and speak for the nominee as to why they think they deserve uh, this this prize, trophy, award, whatever. And so first steps up Kyle Moyer, uh, who was an NPC during that game. He was a like a gangster sort of figure. And I had just attached to him. Like I, I knew from, from history <clears throat> that most players don't defend the res leaders, and res leaders are really important. So he goes on this spiel about how, you know, Scotty said he was going to watch my back during this game, which is great because people let res leaders die too often. And like, you know, I'd look left and there's Scotty. And then I'd look right and there's Scotty. And then I'd look left again and there's Scotty again. It just, it, it, it was unbelievable. Then after him stepped up Thomas Fankhauser and he said, he, he echoed the same thing. He was like, yeah, I don't know exactly how this worked, but you know, Kyle would be on one end of the human group and I'd be on the other as another res leader. And even while, somehow while Scotty was covering all corners on Kyle, I'd look over and see who is also covering all corners on me. Then Tanner steps up and he starts vouching for me about how I come down every year and I'm just so dedicated to the game. Uh, Ian Bullington steps up too. He's, he's like just pumping me up, hyping me up to the crowd. And then this the last one, <clears throat> and my brother pointed out that he stole this from Halo, but it was a new player. His name was Robbie, and like he had kind of attached to me, um, and just was always like tagging along with me, and and because I guess I gave this aura of safety or something, or, or that I knew what I was doing, which is is false. But uh, he didn't ever get my name, and he only referred to me as Smoker because he always saw me smoking. <laughs> but I I will always remember the way he put it. He said. Um, you know, even in the direst times when the horde was charging at us and our blat and our, our ammo was running low, if I looked up and I saw smokers still holding the line, I knew we were going to make it. And that's how I won most valuable brains fall 2013. And I'm not going to lie that that felt really good. Even most of a decade later. Nice brain. You want to go next? Uh, yeah, sure. So I think my first one, it's kind of a, 
Uh, it's a really big interlapping of a lot of things. So I like uh, doing a lot of um, cosmetic mods and a lot of very, like, very part mishmashing intensive things. And so way back when, like, probably four or five years ago at this point, uh, Rob from Thunderdome fat like just thrifted a, a guitar at goodwill and he was like oh i'm gonna put a night finder in this or something and so i saw that went hmm but i can do one better and so eventually i thrifted my own guitar and and so i made basically that was my summer project like i had just moved into an apartment so i my floor was my studio i had a dremel and time to kill because it was the summer <laughs> and so I just worked and worked and made a mess of Guitar Hero Strife thing that actually used one of the fret buttons as the rev button, or that's where I placed the rev trigger for the Strife. Basically thrifted a, a guitar, uh, lined up the outline of the Strife just against the body of the guitar, drew an outline, cut off the top and bottom of it. I made like the bottom of something that emulated a Gibson and I shoved that onto I glued some tack rail onto that as sort of a front bumper um, thing and gutted most of the guitar's neck and then added um, three quarter inch PVC as the barrel so that it wasn't just bouncing around a raw guitar neck and then painted it a nice classical apple red and white paint job and unfortunately, I didn't get to use it that much because there was um, so it was the Z stock game, which is, I think, loosely what it was for. It was kind of like very convenient that the game lined up with the project, um, but the, it was really poorly built. So I never I think I tried to shoot it once and then it just fell apart and it continued falling apart and I died. And so I was a zombie for the rest of that game. And then I took it to the activities fair that fall to show off uh the urban gaming club to all the prospective freshmen that year and then because it was mostly made out of hot glue and we were out in the sun i tried to pick it apart there, pick it up there and it just came apart in my hands there and so i was like ah well this was made poorly and i never used that thing again however later on like at the end of that year captain xavier uh put out a call <laughs> for like if you wanted to do uh commission trades or whatever uh email his commission email or whatever and he'd work something out and so i was like have you ever had a do you have a guitar blaster and he was like no but that sounds freaking cool and so we got to talking and so then i got to work on that and use that as a get over a breakup the next summer project and so just spent a lot of time at my friend's house with a beer in my hand and just dremeling away at a new guitar and a new strife and then if two years after that because we just fell out of touch and life got busy but he was going to the penn state game which i was also going to so i was like hey i'll finish this guitar for you bring me the thing that you promised me in your end of the trade and so that is how i got a lovely custom blaster from captain xavier for making a guitar strife that has been on youtube that a lot of people ask about in the comments whenever it's a video i, I remember that gibson that was fun I, I took some pictures of it i was sad that it didn't work as well as it should have I mean, knowing what I know now, I could probably go back and make it just fine. But for it, it, it was just a mess of epoxy and not glue. It had no chance. Eh, you've evolved since then. Yeah. Tyler, you got one? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple different ones. I would say I would I would count as different kinds of highlights, but probably my favorite one was from early career. Uh, maybe just because it meant more to me then, but um, it's kind of like a tandem of two different things. Uh, I, my first game as my first game. Well, really, the first two games at YSU Weeklongs when I was, you know, I, I've mentioned before, the first ever game, I was the first person killed by the OZ. Second game, I was the OZ. Um, I had the uh, game high uh, brains in each of those games. And my, like, uh, consecutive or cumulative record of, of brains was, like, a campus record through like three years or something like that three or four years even after i had started modding and wasn't playing zombie like ever again um i just managed to kill so many people in my first two games and make a huge name for myself that like i i was considered uh you know the the leading zombie for quite a while until really until emmett started playing seriously emmett oh, emmett yeah. surpassed me i think emmett was the oz one game and he he got past my my week long kill record. Uh, pretty surprising. That was also the game we realized just how good Emmett was because he straight up ran down Bogue in a foot race, which never <laughs> happens. Was that like, Bogue was always really fast? Was that but... the same one where he broke his arm but then just continued playing? Uh, yes, I think he broke his arm like <clears throat> the he must have broken his arm on like Thursday of that game, I think, or maybe Wednesday because it was a day mission. And he was definitely back with a pool noodle in the sling. Yep. Um, so yeah, he must have broken his arm on like a Wednesday then. And he was back out there. Um, yeah, Emmett was, as far as I remember from back when we were, you know, pretty heavily keeping track of these sorts of things, I was definitely the kill leader for quite a long time um, at YSU's campus, which I always thought was really cool because I, I made a name for myself out of it. And I guess, you know... Uh, my turnaround was I went from two games of solely playing zombie and being the kill leader to my first game where I tried to play human. I was the last man standing. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a range of abilities in HVC. It turns out. I mean, good zombies make really good humans. That's true. I guess like once you figure out like, what did I do as a zombie to like corner people or get them killed? Great. Now that I'm a human, I'm going to not do those things. Yeah. And usually that works. Yeah. So actually, I mean, like, kind of a fun aside, I'm not going to try to tangent too much on this, but in the early days of YSUHVZ, when we were putting, like, 130% into everything, um, it was a combination of Nick and Tom, I think, created this. But they had this, like, link on the HVZ source page, so that, with, with like, a, a map of campus and these little tombstone, um, like, icon emoji things, I guess. Okay. And so when you were, because we were required to go in and log your kills through HVZ source, when you did that, you could put a little tombstone marker on where you killed people. And everybody could go and look at that so you could kind of see, like, where the high death areas seemed to be on campus. Oh, no shit. I never knew about that. Yeah, they yeah had I mean, something it, like that. Huh. Yeah, it, it was really cool and it was helpful, <laughs> but, like, the it kind of fell off because uh, it was just a lot of maintenance to keep up with it and do it every semester. And honestly, like our players at YSU were terrible. They were already bad about just logging onto HVZ source to record their kills. Ooh. So they were even worse about like, obviously taking extra steps past that. Oh, um, okay. so it fell off, but they were bad with HVZ source says the person yeah. multiple week longs in a row didn't even make a code for himself until just before the final stand. Well, that's cause I was, I knew I was never going to die. So I, didn't. Oh yeah, that's kind of clearly. 
And also, no, I was signed in through HPZ Source. I was like in the game. I just never bothered printing my kill card because I knew I would never need it. <sighs> I mean, I would only ever like <laughs> screenshot it, but you know, yeah, um, I get you. But yeah, but no. So, so we we used to be able to track like the high death areas. And let me tell you, because I know you guys are familiar with campus. Those first two week long games, the area right outside Kilcali, like the pillars yep. under the overhang, that area. Yep. So, like, I, it's not an exaggeration to say that 60 to 75% of kills could happen right there. So many corners. And nobody knew how to figure them out. No. Like, and some of them were just <clears throat> dumb. Like, I would literally be sitting at the table with my headband on, and I would watch players just walk outside, and I would walk out behind them and stand there and count to five. Like, they would look at me, and I would count to five. And then they'd be like, what are you doing? And then I would kill them. <laughs> And they were like, oh, right, yeah, the game, you're a zombie. And I was like, yeah, you're dumb. Give me your card. Um, so I'm not saying all of my kills were, like, super amazing or athletic or well-earned. A lot of it was just taking advantage of stupidity. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I mean, if That's it's there, I'm, I'm not going to just not. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, my next one is a lot more recent one, actually. Um, <clears throat> about a little over a year ago. YSU was putting on what we all kind of understood to be its last game, question mark. So uh, I had been going down to these for nine years, been talking about it constantly. And my mom finally asked me, hey, can I come play? And I'm like, I I mean, we're going to get weird. You should know that. But yeah, you can come play. She's like, cool. I have uh, paid days off that I need to take. So when's the game? And so I got my mom to come play HVZ with me, this 56-year-old woman who has never played with a blaster before. And, like, she outlived me twice because it was one of those weird resetting games like uh, like Groundhog's Day or something. But she outlived me twice. Um, at one point, she just wanted to die because she didn't want to go up and down the hills because her knee was killing her. And she was like, all right, come here, come here. You can tag me. And I'm like, ah, this is trap. She's like, what? Do you think I'm going to I'm gonna stun you? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> and you, I came from you, so. But it turns out she really did just want to die. And uh, I was super proud of her because at the end, she got nominated for and won Most Valuable Brains. And she still has the blaster that she got as a trophy. Nice. Oh, yeah, she was really fun that game. That was a good time. Strong player. Yeah, Brain. Do you have honorable mentions or like other other big triumphs from your career? Okay, I think this is probably like, uh, we'll call it my or yeah, one we'll save for another episode. This one I think kind of fits neatly here. So it's not like it's something that like I'm proud of like as a former like officer of my club. So this was during the or a result of the Stranger Things game. And I don't know how much I can attribute to myself and how much I can attribute to everyone else, but at that game, through whatever happening, um, uh, one of the accolades that I got from the player base was, uh, I think, like, smartest, most resourceful or something. Oh. Yeah, it's like, but not only that, um, Dimitri, our notorious zombie mod, got best zombie because... Duh. And uh, my other friend got some award. Don't remember what that is, but I still have his poster. And so, yeah, so just like three people won awards at that game. And it was like sort of our, it was my strongest like 
sending of people to a YSU game because I think we had three packed cars at that game, and so oh, there was a ton, the power, ton of y'all yeah things yeah. We made up like a third or a fourth of the game, and so like I'm pretty sure that they also just like flooded the votes. At least that's what uh, Hat said at one point, I think. But but yeah, so we flooded votes, um, and just a lot of I think that other people like also responded well to us. I don't know, but I know we were there in force, and so that in and of itself was an achievement for me because it meant that I don't know more people got to play HVZ, and also like it meant that a good YSU game was had more people at it there there was a, a hot minute there around that time and afterward where we could always count on oh it doesn't matter if we killed a shit ton of people on friday night we'll get reinforcements from pit yeah you know 20 <laughs> true however as a moderator like that was great except one of the most infuriating things and we even tried planning games around it and it still never seemed to work was that you guys could never stay all the way to the end of the game yep so yeah. like Heading into final stand, all of a sudden our numbers get cut like crazy. And depending on how Pit had been doing throughout the day, that either wildly affected the humans or the zombies. And we're like, okay, time to rebalance because Pit just left. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we had, yeah, at Stranger Things, I know that I was in one of the vans that left because my friends were beat. I was beat. I was actively getting laid and having a social life. And so <laughs> I wanted to have that social life. Um, it's fine. Just pull an Emmy and rewrite the final stand on the fly. Yeah. See, like, I, I, we even knew it because somebody told us that, like, Pitt used club money to be able to rent the school's vans to be able to come to games. Yeah, we did. And that you, you had to have the vans back on campus by midnight or something. Not really, that was but, a... like, we did. That was definitely an excuse and a consideration that we always made. But realistically, like, because, like, there was one time where, like, we were supposed to park it in a parking lot that was closed after midnight. And so we spent, like, an hour been like hey what do we do and they're like yeah just like park it over here and get it back to us as soon as possible it's fine and so like they don't like they don't really care but like it is like pit's vehicle that we don't want to or other pits yeah. or enterprises vehicle that we didn't want to like just a strand in youngstown yeah they don't really care unless you start to abuse them. it's also really funny because of pit or pennsylvania put in um a photo ticket booth or toll booth toll booth so like you just drive through and then it sends like your Toll. Oh yeah. So we never so had the to pay uni- those tolls. Uh, the university the got billed for all of your turnpike t- visits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I'm not sure who paid those, but it wasn't us. I don't think. Speaking of that, and I mean, this is kind of on topic because it's a nice accomplishment. But uh, back when I was dating Blitz, uh, I went out to visit them for a week in New York, and we spent the first day going down to Goucher's second annual Invitational. And I guess the way New Paltz works, New Paltz ended up footing the bill for all the tolls and the gas and then when we got back before like blitz handed in the receipt or filed it or whatever we went and gassed up my car too (laughs) (laughs) yeah even ysu like technically we could have been able to request funding or get reimbursement from student body uh by calling invitationals conferences for the club so like in theory we could have if we had been now, like, we would have been able to do it. Like, I, I believe that our mod staff and our group would have had the organization and, like, the uh, thoroughness to go through and, like, get the receipts and stuff. So, technically, we should have gotten gas, hotels, and food reimbursed for that. But, like, our student government hated us. Or, like, because oh. it was mostly run by, like, you know, the, the frat kids. Yeah. And so, like, they never, they were always reluctant to give us funding for anything. Even though we were always winning awards for, like, being one of the best uh organizations on campus having like one of the biggest events 
Um, <laughs> so like from a university standpoint, we were pretty well liked. But like just the people running student government were always like, it's the nerds. So we yeah, never we... really bothered too hard trying to like actually take advantage of that funding. But yeah, for... we, in theory, we should have been able to. For OSU, we like we stayed at a hotel for at least one night. Yeah, yeah we, we stayed at a hotel for one night. And those were also um, school vans. And I only ever paid for like the bandana that OSU makes you buy. Uh, yeah. So Tyler, you Which... got a highlight? Yeah, um, so, let's see, um, I was very proud of when we took down Wolfpack in a multi-state, that's, so, we're going back again to early YSU and my days playing as a zombie, there was a group of humans, or, like, it was really, and to their credit, it was one of the only and the first, like, strike teams or squads, whatever you want to call it, that happened at YSU, and it was called Wolfpack, um, and I think it was technically a group of kids from, like, the Youngstown Early College. So, like, they had YSU student IDs, but, like, there's this program where, like, high school kids come to YSU to take some post-secondary classes. So they were either, like, freshmen or, like, seniors in high school or something. Um, and they all grouped up and made a squad, and they called themselves Wolfpack. And there were, like, it started with, like, five or six of them, and it grew into, like, almost 20. And they weren't, like particularly great at the game or anything but they were definitely a nuisance mm. um i determined that i personally had it out for Wolfpack uh early on i think it was like the monday of the game i was oz i was already revealed because i had gone on a murder spree oh that's another career highlight just as like a one sentence thing i got told to stop killing people because i was doing too well oh, that's always so good the, the mods were like you're done please take a nap or something stop killing people and i was it's like so oh good. all right so I think I was sitting in the fountain with my then-girlfriend uh, at the time, having lunch or something, and she was still a human, and I had my bandana up, like, on my head, because I was active, but I'd been told not to kill, so I just wasn't doing anything. I was sitting alone, minding my own business, eating my lunch, and this kid walked, like, out the door from Kilcally, down into the fountain, said something stupid, like, I, I, in the name of humanity, will not allow you to tarnish the earth with your scum, blah, blah, blah. And, like, shot me in the forehead from, like, a foot away with his oh. little triad thing. <laughs> and I was like, really, kid? Like, I'm just eating lunch. And he was like, the zombie scum must be purged from the earth. And I was like, I'm going to kill all of you and your friends. Um, <laughs> and so that's what I started to do. Now, they were also kind of, they, they really tiptoed the D-bad line. Because they had a very bad habit of camping the doorways inside Kilcally and like jumping out the doors, shooting a handful of zombies, and then jumping back in Ugh. and doing that oh, no. until they killed enough zombies that they could just safely walk outside. Um, yeah, it was really annoying. And a bunch of people started joining them. So then around like midweek, so this is where my triumph comes in two parts. Around midweek, um, I, there was a day where it was kind of rainy and I was sitting outside by myself, like on a bench, just kind of like watching free play happen. And I see Wolfpack, I was up by Kilcally, and I see Wolfpack come out of, um, like, Mosier. So the lower building across the, the core there. I see a big group of them come out. There's, like, 20 of them. And they start slowly moving uphill towards Kilcally. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get anything done with that. I'm just sitting and relaxing at the moment. And so I was just watching them come. And I didn't even see it. But somewhere from over by 9-11 Memorial, which was to my left, a horde of zombies comes around the corner and like screaming and barrels down on Wolfpack. And I was like, oh, oh they're charging free play zombie horde. Cool. And they all got wiped. Like nothing actually happened. They just got wiped out. But Wolfpack had shot like everything they had. 
So I stood up and just kind of meandered over and leaned up against one of those pillars that I referenced earlier and just kind of sat there because I realized I was standing around a bunch of darts that had just fallen on the area. So I just leaned there and waited. And after they killed the horde that charged them and they kind of broke up their little turtle shell to start picking up darts, I waited, jumped out, killed two of them immediately and then hopped back behind the pillar, took their feed cards without anybody else seeing and then I managed to charge down the hill and get a third one before anybody realized what was going on. Huh. And I nice. think that was like the first triple kill. I'm doing air quotes. Triple kill at YSU, which was cool. Nice. Um, and I definitely made them afraid of me, which again goes with my earlier thing. Uh, <laughs> then my other favorite one, and this is kind of how I started my friendship with Joe Wilson and Rich Newton. They were still humans and they were some sort of like super NPC mod humans for this game. And I was just out being nice with them one time while I was stunned. And we were like, you know, BSing. And we were like, yeah, you know, Wolfpack's super annoying. And they were like, yeah, we've seen how they do it. That is kind of obnoxious. And we convinced them to help us. Uh, or we convinced them to turn against Wolfpack and help us kill them. So we, we waited till like one of the next times Wolfpack was out walking around. And then Joe and Rich joined up with them and said something like, hey, you guys see those zombies up there? Why don't you go up ahead and take them out? We'll cover your rear. And Wolfpack was like, cool, thanks, man. And while they did that, me and, like, four other zombies came up and just, like, Joe and Rich just, like, parted the seas and let us run right past them straight up Wolfpack's ass and kill a giant chunk of them. Which was, so convincing humans to turn on other humans and let zombies kill them was uh, quite a fun moment. I've been there there before where you're like, nah, you'll be fine. You can make it across campus on your own. I'm going to stay here. Hey, hey, guys, you're taking this route. (laughs) Can you just like, yeah, I know he's annoying, but like, it'll be less annoying without a blaster, I promise. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. I know that my few other ones that are just like little one sentence or like, you know, one off, uh, holding the bridge at y- like YSU version. Um, oh, boy. That's kind of, that's like a half mod, half player thing. You're, you're it has always made me do that. <laughs> it had always been my dream as a moderator to write a mission where I had to force the humans to hold the ramp leading up to the sky bridge that goes over um, uh, Wick Avenue. And for whatever reason, it never worked out that way. Like the mission went a different direction or the humans got out of it or it never ended up being consequential. So there was one time I'm running a mission and it wasn't even part of the mission to do anything with the bridge, but the humans thought there might be an objective up there and they just ran up there on their own. And then I saw a boomer come up and trap them. And I was like, oh my God. This is it. It's happening. <laughs> and like as much as even though I was like, gee, I think I just kind of like in my mind pulled up a chair and pulled out some popcorn and was like, let's watch. You were the fuck. Let's watch this go. <laughs> no, this and is, the ramp goes up, but there's railings on either side. So the zombies can't go over mm-hmm. the railings. You know what can? Pool noodles. Noodles. You know what they had a lot of? Pool noodles. Pool noodles. <laughs> yeah, the noodles don't even have to go over the rail. They can go through the railing and like get. Oh, there were so many feet. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Watching that was glorious for about thirty seconds, and then I realized Anna was still booming, and I was like, "Oh fuck, you're gonna end my game early." Anna, stop booming. I think we had what four (laughs) people left at the end of that mission. No, no, because I think like fourteen or fifteen humans went up on the ramp, and I think seven or eight came off the ramp. Oh, I, I was just throwing clips out of my blaster and like slamming new ones in i think there was a girl at the back who was just like cowering and trying to help reload and shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep it was uh that was a funny one and then my other one uh, 
I guess I'm going to use this as a teaser because I probably will come back around and uh, I'll, I'll devolve into this one more probably in another episode sometime. But just as like just to throw it out there, I am proud of it. I accidentally survived a game one time. Oh yeah, yeah I remember those. <laughs> you, yep, that was a that's a good. Even though I felt shame about it, it's still as you should. Rather, you I you know tripped back ass words into life, bastard. <laughs> I, I didn't even trip. I was pulled into life. An angel reached down and grabbed me, and, and I tried to. Oh yeah, I tried to crawl away. But they have angels at Bowling Green. The only ones I know of are weeping ones. Yeah, yeah fuck those things. <laughs> so uh, I have. Well, okay, so I have an honorable mention then one of my actual highlights. The honorable mention I bring up just because I am honestly proud of it. It is something that I had been wanting to do for a while, and so it's good that I got it checked off my list. Um, Having sex while in play during a game, and I've done it as a human with a human and as a zombie with a zombie, and each time we could hear the chaotic sounds of battle off in the distance. But don't worry. Romantic. Don't worry. When when we were both human that time, uh, we both had blasters. My uh, mine was pointed over their back, and theirs was well, it was pointed somewhere else. But regardless, my actual highlight um, is stealing the flags at Game of Thrones. So uh, it was, oh, yeah, that was me, fun. me, Ian Bailey, and Jesse from Red Team. Uh, we had to go, and, or they had to go get cigarettes, and I think a monster or something. So we went across the street off campus, walked up to the convenience store, got some, <clears throat> walking back. And ours, our base during the survival game was in the basically the lower center of campus with another base to our left and the last base to our right. So it was lunch at this time, like a lunch break, but there were still objectives to do. So you had various players running around, not a lot of them. And uh, there were H- there was HVH during this game to keep in mind. Well, there was no... There was no point in stealing the flags, but each team had a flag for their house at their base. And as we're passing through, I believe it was Pitt's base, back from the Targaryen, yep. we see that literally no one's there, not even the mod. So we look at each other and we're like, should we? We should. And so I think it was Bailey picked it up and me and Jess are guarding him. And this other human comes running up towards us and we had established or I'd at least tried to establish prior to the game with all the humans that if you do jumping jacks from a distance, it means you don't want to fight. Honor the jumping yep. jacks. So I jumping jacks. That was jacks. because uh, Division came out that gear-ish. Yeah. So he does the jumping jacks, I, or I do the jumping jacks, he does them back, we walk up, we're talking, you know, saying how, oh, we just stole this flag. It's not yours, is it? Oh, okay, good, good. Well, you know, we're just going back to our base, we might do some hunting later or something while we wait for lunch break to stop and at this point i'd like turned around because i was surveying behind jesse and bailey just to make sure and i hear and i turn around to see this little fucker had pointed his strife at me and fired and it was empty and i just start laughing at him and i just i'm like (laughs) i raised my blaster and i tag him i'm like you better get back to your base buddy so we go and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> plant our plant the enemy flag next to our flag. There's like one or two humans there at our base, and we're like, "Hey, let's see what the other guys are up to." And we go over to the last base, and we're creeping up the back way. You know, we're creeping. We come across the crest of this hill. There's like four humans, maybe five there, and we look at each other again, and we're like, "Yeah, yeah, we should." So Bailey, who again only had his uh, mega bow and arrow, he took out two of them. I took out another two. <laughs> Jesse got the last one. 
I run up just like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Looks like you're going to have a, what was it, like a minute to spawn or something like that. <clears throat> and I grabbed the last flag and we just booked it back to our base just in time for basically the full squad- squadrons of both other teams to descend upon our base, being all angry and butthurt because they wanted their flags back. And we drove them off, just like the four or five of us. Beautiful. <laughs> that was another great moment. I really wish I got that on camera. I'm trying to figure and out I... where I was for that, because, like, I remember there is a picture of at least someone on my team, like, two people on my team with all three flags. And so I thought there was just some alliance, and there might have just been, like, a, yeah, fuck it, this is a meme, great. You, you and Pitt went Targaryen for that one, and I was a Stark with Scotty and Red Team on that. Yeah. And there was supposed to be an alliance between Targaryen and Stark to drive off Lannister. And mm. then whoever that your your president was at the time, it was, I remember it was a girl. Yeah. She, like, she broke the alliance with us. Or like, we made the agreement and she just didn't <clears throat> honor it. And then Stark, like then Stark just kind of went like, fuck the world. And I remember we just killed everybody. All didn't the time. Lannister like actually get their shit pushed in like the entire time though? Oh, yeah, Lannister had a bad time that game. They had a very, very bad time. Their team was not very coordinated, and we just kind of raffle stomped them whenever we wanted to. Yeah, I got to a point where it was like, why did we even bother having a third team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did not do fantastically. So I'm down to my last two. Uh, Tyler, you got another one in you? Um, yes, I have, I have two more, and then I'm going to call it quits. One of them is short, one of them is short it. Uh, I'll have, really sh- I have a quick one, and then I can let you close this off. Okay, so me, you, and then Scotty again? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so, alright, my last two. Um, the moment I realized I had made it as a human uh, was actually, and Scotty, you were there for this, it was me, you, and Isaac one day uh, on campus, walking around, I think we decided to go from Kilcali down to Campus Book to get uh, like, I think we wanted drink, like energy drinks. So the three of us stepped outside on like a Thursday, and we were walking across campus, blasters by our side, just walking up the hill. Oh, no, we had already gotten the drinks. And we were coming back up the hill, and we each had, like, monsters in our hands. And our blasters were just dangling on our slings. And we came across, like, eight zombies who all had pool noodles. And, sh- and we stopped, and we looked at them, and they looked at us. And I started slowly leaning forward to just put down my drink, and they all just pulled their bandages. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because anytime like... So there, there's this thing that happened a lot at YSU where anytime a good player, whether they're a mod or not, but mostly the mods because they played the most, if they were in any group that was suddenly and magically mod squad and zombies should run away from them. And like, granted, I, one of the first thing, one of my early games at YSU, I literally, Tyler can attest to this, would chase down every single zombie in sight, even if it was just one person, like going from class to class, minding their business. I don't care. They're a zombie. They got to die. Like they're a threat. But seeing me and Tyler and Isaac and all of our cool shiny tech, they were like, nope, no, we're good. We're just going to, nope, um, zombie suicide. I, I bit my own brain. Yep. I don't think I was even running anything modded yet at that point. It was like a, 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 a stock demolisher, that game, I think. Oh, no, or maybe no. It was... I remember it was, um, it was your Joker vector. Was it the vector strife? But... Okay, so that was running IMRs, but only like... Yeah, and that wasn't um, that bad. Still louder. Yeah, it was louder, but it's a, but it's I mean, a tactical thing against three shields and three pool noodles and eight zombies. Like they didn't even want to try it, so I was like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah." That's that's. I'm like, on one hand, I'm annoyed that you're take like now I don't get to play the game, but also like respect. Um, 
the other one, and this was partially probably something that led to me getting to that point as a human. Um, my greatest solo battle is when I 12v1 and survived. Ooh. Nice. Um, there was a tradition at YSU that we started um, generally around Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and we just, most simply, you just call it post your schedule. And um, Oh, yeah. I see. Good job. Uh, yeah, we called it post your schedule. And YSU had a thing that was just called week at a glance. And what it was, was it would show you the columns were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the rows were every hour. So 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., etc. Yeah. And it would show you in a grid format when and where and what, like when and, and what buildings all of your classes were for the whole week. As a student, that was great. You just hold on to that. That's where you go. Did you have so room numbers would... on that too? Yep. Building oh, numbers, yeah. room numbers, uh, time frames, all that. So if you were really not afraid as a human, you would take a screenshot of your week at a glance and you would post it on the event page or in the UGC group. And I did that. Um, my, it was the first game I was ever playing as a human, too. Again, like, going back to that one. Um, I think after Tuesday, the zombies had a really good Tuesday mission. So going into Wednesday, I was like, all right, zombies, you're finally worth paying attention to. Here's my week at a glance schedule. Come get some if you want it. Um, and now I already had an advantage because as a music major, my building was actually on the other side of Wick Avenue. It was a very isolated building because they don't love us. Um, but I posted it up there and I was like, you know, if you want some, come get it. And I had just gotten out of my like, one o'clock music theory class. Uh, I had gotten like the vending machine coffee. So I'm holding coffee in one hand and I'm standing outside the building talking to one of my buddies from class, like going over homework. And I have my, this is when I was still running the America Retaliator. Oh boy. With like a 35 in it. But I had just upgraded it to like have a, a, um, a strong arm master key on the barrel. Um, so 35 drum and a strong arm master key. I think I had some extra mags, but they didn't matter. And uh, I had a blowgun with me. And I'm standing outside talking to my buddy Travis, who later ended up being part of Chick Felatio, if you guys remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I see Rich Newton, who was dead, leading a group of 12 zombies past the butler coming right for me. And I was like, oh, they really do want some. So I turned and I looked at Travis and I said, hey, will you hold this coffee for me? He said, yeah, sure. Why? No getting outside help from the game. (laughs) I asked him to hold my coffee. Yeah, that's outside help. Well, otherwise I would have just set it on the ground. So I just said, here, hold this for a moment. And I pulled out my blowgun. I hit two of the zombies as they finished crossing the street, <laughs> dropped the blowgun, charged with my retaliator, and like Tanner said the other night, um, they kind of like Batman villained and came at me one or two at a time. <laughs> and I no, just yeah. went, I just like ran in a circle and I picked them all off and I killed the whole group of them and I calmly walked back over to Travis, took back my coffee and said, thanks, bud. So anyways, our homework. And he was like, don't you need to go? And I looked at my watch, and I was like, I got three minutes till they respawn. I'll be long gone. <laughs> I remember you telling so me we that. So fin- we finished our conversation about our homework for that day, and I took my secret little path. Like, I looked at the zombies, and I was like, see you never. And I took my secret little path, and they have no idea how I made it to Kilkali. But by the time <laughs> that group walked back into Kilkali, I was sitting there at the mod table, and I was just like, hey, guys, how you doing today? Pokey day. 12v1-ing was, uh, was probably the most... The, the most I've done, and especially considering now I did it with a retaliator. Yeah, yeah. Remember how so that bring Oof. that brings up a, a lot more or a few more memories. Uh, so both of these are zombie memories. Um, one of them was so 
I heard that. So there, we did this. We did a cowboy themed game, sort sort of on the trails of Bowling Green's cowboy game, because I was like, "Hey, this is ripped from End War. Uh, their game was ripped from End War. I worked on End War, and then I played at this game, so we can do this game tailored to our campus and pretty much hit the exact same notes, and it'll be completely fresh to our players." So, like, but one of the things we did was we gave sheriff badges as a uh, antidote or a re- or a revive mechanic. And this one freshman kept fucking getting them. And he would, like, show up late, but he would go really hard when he was there. And he always lived. So, like, he just kept having an antidote, and we kept chipping them off of him. Because he wasn't actually a great human. But at the mission, he was always okay and somehow still alive. So finally, we had finally chipped away his antidote on, like, the Friday. And so I heard that, like, he had classes to go to and do whatever at like a specific time so in the minute that i got that text i had rolled out of bed gotten a shower gotten dress dressed sprinted from my apartment which was like a half mile away to camp to like the the tower's door the tower dorms and saw him like finishing a skirmish on the patio i ducked behind a trash can he dipped down the stairs so i bolted down the trash can did my signature duck behind all the pedestrian traffic because if i stoop down a foot you can't fucking see me because my headband's blocked by 10 people and so then like finally had like seven feet that i had to clear between me and him and i was like a bit too eager and so i was a bit loud he turned his shot went like wide into the street and i got his arm I'm like, welcome to the Horde, man. Nice. And I never played again, but, Aww. you know, we finally got him. And I'm like, you know, that that kind of shows the kind of player he was. But I know that I did that for the zombies. <laughs> and so then my second story um, that I will end the night with is the time that I got literally half of the kills of a game. Spoiler alert, there were Ooh. only 20 people in this game. However, oh. um, other people had done the... Um, Share your schedule challenge because, like, it was pretty common. And it, for a small game, like, you were relatively in the clear. Like, unless someone, like, if being a freshman is like the best way to survive the game because if no one knows you, then they can't really find you. But there was one kid, I didn't actually have a profile picture or anything. So I only had a name and a schedule to go off of. And, like, knowing what I had known from like six years of playing or five years of playing the game. And so. I saw a kid just kind of very hurriedly and he had his hands like in his pockets unnecessarily, which is like a big tell that he has a sock in there or something. And I may have even been banded for this. No, I was an OZ, so I don't think I need to be banded. Maybe I didn't. I don't remember. Um, but so I follow this kid outside of um, his, cl- his lecture hall for two blocks in the like very mild rain. So like he's probably like a bit less focused than he could be. And so we're maybe 30 feet from his next bastion of safety, like in the cathedral. And I'm like, Hey, are you this kid playing this game? He like pulls out a sock to show me that he is. And I'm and, like, just in the same motion and breath. I just like put my arm on his shoulder. and I'm just like, welcome to the Lord, bud. <laughs> and then the second kill of that day, um, there were these two like career zombies that I was like, Oh, hell yeah, I can get these two on my team. I think, like, from the exact same building on the same floor, also trailed them down the stairs. They went out, like, the uh, normal door because there's, I think, a back door that you can go out of that building. Or, like, yeah, that building has a bunch of exits, so... But they went, like, right out onto the main road, and so I just, like, 
hop, skip, jump, tag them both, and so got two career zombies to join the team. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's being at the other end of post the schedule challenge is really fun if you just have the time to kill. Uh, so my last two that I'll end the night with is uh, well, the first one is from uh, it was BG's 2019 Spring Invitational, and I had already requested off for a whole bunch of others <clears throat> by the time they announced it, so I didn't get the whole weekend off, but. I was off early on the Friday, and the game didn't start until, like, 7. BG's less than two hours away. So I hit up one of the mods, Jesse, and I'm like, Hey, Jesse, do you need OZs? Because I've always wanted to be a a sleeper zombie. She's like, fuck yeah, we need sleeper zombies. So (laughs) I end up getting off work, jetting out there. I've got everything with me. My standard kit, loadout. I'm taking pictures. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm looking over everybody else's. I'm getting oh, no. hit with the team. And I'm told that I can get up to five kills as long as they're chained. So they can't take, like, it can't do one and then, you know, wander back in the human group and two. And then, uh, like, 50, 15 minutes later, three. You know, it has to be one, two, three, four, five. So. A weird rule, but okay. Everybody was super paranoid. And I'm with Red Team. So, of course, they're paranoid. Oh, no. Uh, sleepers can be stunned even if you don't know. They're, if, even if they haven't been revealed. So we usually just play, you know, pass the sock. Sock potato. Yeah, sock potato in that instance. And just pass it back and forth. And they were doing that. You know, they were on it. They were actually, Jesse, uh, Red Team Jesse was like, I don't know about Scotty, man. You know, he, he came out of here. He didn't even tell us he was coming. You know, this is kind of it's weird. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know I'm here to just kill zombies. Let's go. So we get up onto their green-ish area um, with the uh, bell tower. Clock tower? Whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, Red Team had stayed away from the main human group because paranoia. So it, they like it, living. It was me, Robbie, Sid, and Jesse. And we're off far away. From, we're not, like We're within sight, but a good 30 or 40 feet away from the human gaggle. And the mission is, you know, they're, they're about to send out people to start the, uh, the first mission. And I had been counting in my head. And I got to when my stun timer was reset after, the la- or after Robbie last socked me. And I'm like, 58, 59, 60. I drop my blaster, two hands on Robbie's arm. I whip around two hands, one on each of Sid's shoulders. Jesse starts to realize what's happening, and I watch as his strife raises as I get two hands on his arm, and they all just kind oh. of like, <sighs> and move and start moving their arm headbands to their headbands. Well, apparently the humans hadn't been really paying attention. Like, I heard some shocked gasps, and then as I'm walking over towards the humans, you know, I slowly start debanding and putting it around my head because I figure. I'm outed. I, I came what I want. I came to do what I wanted to do. You know, whatever. So it turns out only a handful had seen because I kept hearing. Wait, is Red Team dead? Are they? What, what happened? What, <laughs> what, what? What's going on? Even as like Red Team is setting down their blasters on the ground and like charging at the human group to the point where Brandon Hemelgarn was on the uh, ass end of the human gaggle as they fled from. Oh shit. There was no zombies. Now there's five zombies. Oh God! Oh no! There's six because there was another OZ in the crowd. Um, <clears throat> Hamilgarn's like, "Oh my God! Who killed you?" And I'm like, "Brandon." 
buddy. It's like, what? I'm like, seriously? Seriously. He's like, wait, are you the OZ? I'm like, yeah. And then I charged at him and he shot me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Jesse was not happy about that. That continued the tradition of I killed, or that was a, that was like, I think three games in a row I killed Jesse. Nice. He was not, not happy about it. So my... You know, that makes me wonder. I'm trying to think if there's, like, one particular person I've ever killed more than anyone else. Well, uh, Skiba has killed me twice, and I gave him a armband each time. Uh, he said his goal was to get enough that he could make a sweater. I know Bogue has killed me at least three times. Probably more than that by now. I'm trying to think of who I've killed. I don't know. Not important. I know Brandon's gotten me a few times. Well, you play with the same people a lot, you know, and, and the community's gotten more... I'm, like, I'm I'm very good at getting my friends to have a vendetta against that me. That, too. <laughs> yes, you and all the damn puns. So... Well, yeah, but also, like, at Stop Fight, like, I was, I was like, breaking the tank and or breaking whatever special I needed to, and so, like, they were all like, uh, Brian needs to die. True. And at um, Area 51, I know that they were going, brains, but that one. Brains, no, that one. Uh, so uh, my final highlight is actually the one that I am most proud of. Uh, I know we'll go into a lot more detail of this eventually on this show, but it, I, I, it really, it probably would have shaked out in a different way. But to be honest, the way it played out, I, I really have to believe that if it weren't for me, end war wouldn't have happened. That if I hadn't been okay. there at the right time, right place to be the in, the medium, the in between between our uh, <clears throat> mysterious benefactor and <laughs> the dying remnants of NVZ, and then all the fallout and the drama from all of that, like I don't think it would have happened without me. But that's not the biggest part of that highlight. The biggest part was after the final stand, which was after. Over three months of, like, I even told my manager when everything, when we really started the ball rolling, that I'm going to be on my phone. I'm sorry. I can't not be on my phone. This is basically my second job of putting 20, 30, 40 hours a week into creating this, this thing that the community desperately needed at the time. And I, I, I mean, I believe they responded to very positively when it, when it eventually yeah. happened. But it was this ultimate payoff after the final stand was over. And I have it on video, too, of the exact moment of me wandering around and seeing hundreds of players with with toy blasters and headbands and a wonderful sense of imagination. People who had come from all over the country and all over the world. And it it honestly, it gave me this beautiful deja vu of the Athens games of old, the four 500 player ones where everything just descended to beautiful chaos in the end all up on the green and it it was a beautiful moment for me i i'm really not and i've said it before but i'm really not exaggerating when i say that humans versus zombies has saved my life many times and so that feeling that i had finally given back to it in such a, a an important way in such a way that affected so many people I honestly, when all the awards were being given out back at back at Walter back at uh, Morton, I cried like I cried into my partner's shoulder because I it was just such a, a relief. I was so happy for myself, for the community, for my friends who had put this on, for my friends who had attended it. And 
yeah, I think that's uh, at least in the foreseeable future. I think that'll that'll end up always being the greatest triumph of my HVZ career. Yeah, I guess End Wars 1 and 2 were also pretty big highlights of mine. <laughs> I suppose. I only remember crying at End War 2 from a lack of sleep. Literally. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be the downer here. When, when Saturday night after the missions were over and we finally got to leave the briefing room and we got back to the hotel at like 4 a.m. and the alarm was set for like 5.15, when that alarm went off, I cried. Oh, oh no! Yeah, oh, I know. I, yeah. I know exactly which. I I cried for a different reason than my than my previous example. But um, in that weekend, and I tracked it during the time in that weekend over the course of four days, I walked over seventy miles, and I might have slept like six hours over the course of oh. three nights. Like on the way back, we're driving back, and skin. Uh, I've got blitz and um, blitz and. Honey Badger in the car, and you know, of course, we're we're discussing the game, and you know, our after thoughts and everything. But my voice was shot because I was shouting as a tank and as a mod the whole time, and like I I couldn't say anything. The next day, I had to go to, and the worst part is, I had to go to work for eight hours oh. the next day, and like I worked the whole day, and I was like, I sorry, I did this thing. I basically had to be. A character at Disney World all day for a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it. Listeners putting on a national game, an international game of humans versus zombies, is hell on your body. I've never been more exhausted in my life, but it was so worth it. Oh yeah. Well, we'll dive more into that one a later time, though. I think definitely. Yeah. So, anybody got any final thoughts? Um. May there be more highlights to come? Yes. Do cool shit. I mean, we did the whole bucket list, so there's definitely things we want to do. <laughs> my my yeah. bucket list is bring HVZ the fuck back. Oof. Not it. I, I, I choose to not be the person responsible for that. Like, not responsible, I, I just want it to happen. If I, oh, if, yeah. I can, if I can stick my name on the plaque of did it, that's what I want. Fair. Gotcha. Alright, well let's wrap this one up for tonight. Yeah. And So until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Squatty. Theoretically, I'm brain. Uh, thanks for listening to 5-Minute Respawn. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate all of your support. If you want to know more or keep up to date with everything we're doing, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at 5-Minute Respawn. Thanks again. See you around. Uh, 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 uh,